This is Laurie Ricciadoni. You are listening to A Taste for All Seasons. This show explores seasonal living, and we do this through food and through lifestyle. Simply put, it is a way that a person lives. We also cook our way through the seasons here, making recipes that are inspired by the season at hand. And it is my intention to offer you some inspiration. On this week's episode, we're going to explore how the four seasons connect us to the creative process. I know that when I stay present with each season, letting them guide me on my path, it has taken the pressure off of having to always be producing. I don't know about you, but I could be really hard on myself thinking what's next, not really acknowledging what I've just created, basking in a body of work that I just completed, however small. This isn't how creativity works. So I'm going to share some of my practices and insights that have encouraged me and also bring comfort, knowing that there is a time for rest, for not producing, and then there is a time to create. So if you are a curious person or cook, stay with us. You can listen to all the episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, all the shows are on my website, laurierichidoni.com. All right. How do the four seasons grant us the ingredients required in the creative process? Well, if you think about it, if you go through the seasons, they offer room for hibernation, dormancy, rest, rejuvenation, growth, fruitfulness, and then abundance. By experimenting, working with the seasons can be an absolutely wonderful way to find both personal and professional balance. It really has for me. But we need intentional downtime from our ideas, from input. We are constantly having uh, input kind of directed at us. We need a break from that. Just like a farmer needs to let his fields go fallow for a season in order for them to rejuvenate. And it's a conscious decision on the farmer's part. Because letting that field lie unproductive for a season makes that field more productive the next time it's put to work. And in like kind, resting our brains give us clarity. I know that when I take a breath and I get into that quiet place that I discover that one idea begets another idea and I end up with a flow of ideas. And I've come to recognize that this is something that cannot be rushed, as in nature. Well, spring is here, technically. It might not feel like that in some places, but I, I like to look at it as an opportunity to turn to the natural world, to reconnect with my body and mind so that I can be more connected to, to nature and to myself. And for those of us fortunate to live uh, in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains, living close to nature, taking a walk around the lake, or a hike in the mountains, or if you're in an urban city like New York, you know, beautiful Central Park, those places, those quiet places have the power to transcend many of those thought-induced obstacles in our life that I believe block us from our creativity. 
I would argue that over 95% of the time, it is our own thoughts that get in the way of creating, of taking a risk, stepping outside of our comfort zones. I relate to that. Personally, for me, embarking on a journey of seasonal living has been one of the most nourishing and transformational experiences. And as a health coach and a natural chef who cooks alongside the seasons, I will always prepare delicious, nutrient-rich food. And I know this to be true. I've experienced it over and over again. And spring is a vibrant season, right? It starts to offer us longer hours of sunlight. I love that. And it can be a very creative time to immerse yourself in developing a body of work. But again, remember, it doesn't have to be something grand. It could be something simple and small. And also know this. A beautiful truth is that everyone has unique gifts to offer. All of us have a creative side. I know I hear that from people. They think they're not creative. It's simply not true. We have to think outside that proverbial box that we put ourselves in at one time or another. And it can be expressed in myriad ways like writing, innovative thinking, cooking, teaching, coaching, and artistically like creating a podcast that has value for your listeners. But the great news is that no creative season has to happen alongside nature's four seasons, that it's really possible to feel symptoms of winter, of dormancy, hibernation in the height of summer. I've experienced that where I just had no motivation for throughout one whole summer a few years ago, just was not happening and we tend to want to force it. We have to just take a breath, and then I would invite you to lean into your own personal creative season. We all have them. Give yourself permission to allow your own goals to reflect with your internal rhythm, right? We all have our own rhythm, how we, um, how we explore creativity, how we create in our lives, We live in a world of shoulds with so many rules. Um, It makes me think of Dr. Wayne Dyer's book. I recently read it, although I believe it was his first book, The Erroneous Zones. And just a simple definition, erroneous means incorrect. So you have to ask yourself what goals you would like to achieve in each season, not what the world, our culture thinks that we should do. I really recommend reading that book if you haven't already. Uh, But when we look outside ourselves for those answers, and again, I relate to all of this, we are setting ourselves up to perhaps take a path that is not authentic to who we truly are. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. And if it isn't clear right away, because it isn't always, I have found journaling, taking notes, I created a vision board. I really recommend creating a vision board because you get to see how those images feel in your body. You know, I tear out different uh, articles or images from magazines over the years, and I really get to sit with it and look at it. And it tells me whether or not I'm on the right path. And also, I think a great uh, uh, thing to do is to know the people that support you. 
always have one or two people that are your cheerleader that you can share your dreams with or a body of work that you know they might have some critique, but it will be for your growth. It won't be in a critical way. Uh, and I have really found that very helpful. And also removing myself from distractions helps me to find the balance between presence and creativity. We're often so reluctant, though, right, to recognize our own inner guidance. I believe that when embracing the cycles of our own process, our own inner guidance with a gentle, open heart is where creativity lives. I don't know. I've blamed myself oftentimes for not being creative or productive at a particular time. And I've also rushed through things to only come to a halt because it just wasn't quite ready yet. We have all had times uh, also when ideas seem to kind of come out of the blue or when you found a richer, deeper vein of thought in something that you've only started to scratch the surface of. So find a way that's natural and intuitive for you to store your ideas. Like I said, journaling, I love journaling. I keep a book just for some ideas and it might be using even a piece of software or a vision board, as I said, or some other method. But it's a really important, uh, it's really important, I believe, to create something that you can park your ideas at. I call it an idea garden. It's not just about planting your ideas somewhere, because I have planted a lot of ideas and maybe not uh, watered them and given them sun, as it were, because without getting the energy and att attention that they need, they become just more ideas that never see the light of day. And that's okay, too, because not all of our ideas are going to come into fruition, nor are they meant to be, perhaps. But tend to the idea garden. Nurture your ideas. I have found that much of the time they link me to other ideas that um, have just been surprising and delightful. I love this quote by Eckhart Tolle. He says, Do not be concerned with the fruit of your action. Just give attention to the action itself. The fruit will come on its own accord. I love that. Well, thank you for taking the time to listen in. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcast. It helps me not only build my audience, which I am so grateful for, but it also promotes getting the message of healthy living out into our community. And again, check out my website, laurierichidoni.com. There are some new delicious uh, spring recipes that reflect the season that we are in. And also check out my latest blog, which is five health benefits in sharing your story. Hmm. I would like to close with this thought, food for thought. This is a phrase that stems from Zen Buddhism, and I believe it goes something like this. Before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. As a natural chef, I have translated that into chopping garlic, sauteing onions. But simply put, this metaphor teaches us to slow down to be present so that we can hear that sometimes very faint voice nudging us to create something wonderful and unexpected. Until next time, 
Bon appetito.